This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. is Danny Schill. And I'm Dan Muller. And we host the podcast We Book Celebrities. We book all kinds of celebrities, even though we're not that great at it. But we've had some success. Glenn Danzig, for instance. Yeah, you guys know. We've also had DJ Khaled. You can see the blessings in my house, my family, my musical garden, and Florida. Oh, wow. That's the end of the expert. Tanya Harding, Steven Seagal, and Meatloaf. Dick Cheney always says, one of my best friends. You and Dick, huh? Oh, yeah. I was there when he shot that guy in the face. I had to run off because I had priors. But Yeah. So please listen to We Book Celebrities on the Machine Culture Network. <laughs> Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. Don't impress me much So you got the brains But have you got the touch Now don't get me wrong Yeah, I think you're alright Trivia, comrades This is Impress Me With Music The show where every week We create a new playlist That you can use to impress friends Enchant lovers, intimidate enemies And just flat out enjoy yourself Every week my co-host cohabitator and long-suffering beard Mary Novahovsky and I carefully pick out each song for they you. Talk about you when you doing good. Go talk about you when you doing bad. Guess what? Let me see you talk when you're dead. They talk about you when you doing good. Go talk about you when you doing bad. Guess what? Let me see you talk when you're dead. I need a this part's great. I love this part. Yo, what's up? It's uh, Impress Me With Music. How you doing? This is uh, Chunky by Flatbush Zombies. It's off of their new album that just came out. Uh, a few days ago, yeah. April 6, 2018 was the release date. Yeah, um, Vacation in Hell. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Flatbush Zombies in general. Um... 2000, sorry, 3001 A Laced Odyssey. We've 
put several of the songs in episodes before. Also, a big fan of the mixtape that came before it, Better Off Dead. I think they're great. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Flatbush Zombies fan. You know me. Even the Bodega Bam, Bodega Bams, right? Is that that? that yeah, that, that Bodega Bam song is the shit. That Bodega Bams track is like, I still think one of like the better party tracks. Um, I mean, I was super pumped for this album. I mean, we've decided kind of we want to add a little segment um, and spruce things we'll, up. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. My my husband and partner in crime tell me that we'll get there. Yeah. But basically, uh, I was super pumped for this album, and it really doesn't measure up to me like the, their previous stuff does. It's not that I don't like it, because it's, it's hard to hate, but it's fairly one note. This song, to me, is the one that stands out the most. Yeah, this is definitely the standout track. I I think, um, you know, we listened to the album a couple of times um, on our way to Michigan last weekend, and yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be a little one note. It's kind of like, um, when, okay, when you're an artist like the Flatbush Zombies, right, you have this very unique style. Um, you have this real problem, right, when you put out your second album, which is, do we replicate what people love us for, or do we take it in a weird direction? And either way, you're going to end up upsetting people. Right. And this, to me, was... They kind of tried to change things up a little bit. A little bit. A, a, a little bit, but it was also like a giant... Like, it was like my least favorite track on 3001 A Laced Odyssey was like 50 minutes long now. Except for Chunky. It just... Uh, it, it all kind of meshed. There wasn't a lot of... And you know what, what we noted? They don't do features. They don't do feature producers either. That's the other thing. Eric right. Elliott, the architect, makes all the beats and it's like, okay... If you're, I mean, for a few people, Kanye West, for example, you want to produce all your own music, and even he shops out shit. I mean, it's like a known fact right. that he used, uh, what's the dude, uh, the Owls, Owls City of Blake, and Travis Scott for uh, Yeezus is like, as, you know, a lot of Travis Scott, uh, you know, even Kanye shops out producers. And I think Eric R. Elliott, for what it's worth, is a great producer. I just feel like he didn't really... He didn't reinvent himself enough. And I think the reason I love this track so much is because you almost get a Flatbush Zombies break with the chorus. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, let's get into it. You're listening to Impress Me With Music. Uh, I'm Dave, my wife. Hi, I'm Mary. Our child, Sophie, will be uh, heavily featured on this. She just got some vaccines today. Yeah, and if she cries at all and it annoys you... Welcome to parenthood, bitch. Yep, we're just, uh, I mean, we're just hoping and praying all the hopes and prayers that she doesn't get autism from this batch. So. Oh yeah, yeah. What she get? She got a shot today. Two shots. What was it? She got two shots. Uh, I don't know. She, oh, she got part this. two of Tdap and something called Hib. Which one gives her autism? Uh, I think the mix. The mix of the two. I think when you when you mix those up and you put it all together, she got a pneumonia one today. Yeah. She's not gonna get pneumococcal. Polio, we got polio today. That's the one so she doesn't get polio. polio. Do we have polio here? <laughs> she doesn't get that lazy leg. Yeah, who which president didn't that kill one of the pre- FDR, right? He died of polio. Oh, I thought we were gonna say did polio polio kill the FDR president. That's like a okay. 
Hey, what's up, child? You should probably feed her. <laughs> um, oh, rocky start. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so we just moved. Actually, we've been we were residing in the South Side for how many south years? Side, the South Side. Uh, I was on the South Side for three years. And I was down there for about two. Um, and uh, I liked living down there. It was great. It was cheap. Uh, you know, so cheap compared to what rent is in Chicago today. Hello. Yeah, nice community we lived in in McKinley Park, um, other than the murders. Uh, uh, the, yeah, murders uh, started, started becoming quite, yes. quite frequent. Yes, you know what? You know, you're going to get into some shit at, at the Target parking lot. You know, you got to make sure you brought your nine just in case yeah. somebody wants to steal your cart, for example. <laughs> um, but. Cart killer. Yeah, the iced tea. Cart killer. <laughs> Um, uh, we're dumb. Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know. What do you think of the new place? I love it. We're in Bucktown, Wicker Park, so we came down to the to to Bougie Town. Yeah, and now we have no spending money. No spending money. It doesn't stop me. I sold my clothing yesterday. Sold my clothing. Sold some nice clothing. Sold some clothing. Uh, I I would actually consider wearing. But that's the only clothing that they want to buy. I also brought a bunch of like T-shirts with me, like. A bunch of your t-shirts, too, that I snuck in there. They were like, no, thank you. We don't want to buy these. Yeah, I mean, I've never resold clothes. I've never sold back my textbooks, either. I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time parting with things. Yeah, Dave is what we call a hoarder light. Yeah, I'm like a hoarder that, like, you're keeping me in check. Like, you keep me from being, like, a true hoarder. Uh, you you had the crazy thing is that we're in like a bigger space than either of us have ever lived in before, other than like our childhood homes, and you own less shit than I think you've owned in ever, years ever. ever, and it's still uh, an exorbitant amount of shit. Yeah, I, I mean we got to downsize. I love living uh, up here; it's worth it. Honestly, so we live near the six hundred six. I've decided that the best way to listen to music right now is to put it in a boombox in the bottom of uh, Sophie's uh, stroller and then um, scare all of the yuppies that are jogging. Yeah, except that like there's already a bunch of kids on uh, on cool like fixed gear bikes that play their music. I know, yeah. yes. Somebody came by me and it was way louder and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> Scott, I got a baby. That's fine. You're you're trying to stay young. You're trying to stay fresh. Fuck, we got so much music to get to. Let's uh, yeah, let's so, keep this show rolling. Yeah, so um, for before we get into it, I want to say today, uh, April 13th, uh, today in music, new segment. Freaky Thursday. Um... So, today in music, um, 1962, the Beatles made their third trip to Germany for a 48-night residency at the Star Club in Hamburg. Ah, it's Germany. I love potato pancakes and schnitzels and a German beer. It's awesome. Good. That's a great German accent. Thank you so much. I'm so talented. Also, in 1965, the Beatles recorded the song Help during an evening recording session at Abbey Road in London. During an interview with Playboy magazine in 1980, John Lennon recounted, The whole Beatles thing was just beyond comprehension. I was subconsciously crying for help. Uh, Not very subconscious. Uh, Whatever. You know Help is the first uh, song I ever did on karaoke? Yeah, did you uh, need any help? Uh, I did need some help. It was my sister, myself, and our family friend, Eddie Schleiner. Shout out to Eddie Schleiner. Oh yeah, that's the guy that... uh, (laughs) 
Andy Schleiner, he's so handsome. Yeah, my uh, my sister-in-law called him so handsome. Family friend, you know, no editing in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah. We don't need to talk about Andy Schleiner. <laughs> no, the the three of us saying help on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Mm. Yeah, in front of the entire Royal Caribbean, uh, basically, pass all, all the passengers. Very popular throughout the rest of the remaining four days of that cruise. Never, oh. never want to go on a cruise again, though. I want to go on a cruise. Shit myself silly. <laughs> in 1974, Paul McCartney's Band on the Run went to number one on the U.S. album charts. McCartney's third U.S. number one went on to sell over six million. What do you think about Paul McCartney's solo work? And what do you think about the Beatles? God, he's such a tool. Oh, man, I love Paul McCartney. You think he's a tool? I, know, I just wanted to say something, uh, say something kind of sassy. Right. Sophie, what do you think of Sir Paul McCartney? Yes, yeah, sir. He's a sir. We have to address him as the lord that he is. I need a vacation. All right, so... Um, that song's still stuck in my head. I love it. Yeah, that is a great song. I kind of want to give the album another shot. Pitchfork gave it a 7.1. I think 7.1 is just about fair. Yeah. It's a, it, it is. It's a, it's a C plus effort. Well, I guess I, I, I'd give it then a 7 Seven point six to make it a C plus effort. To me, that that's what it is. It's it's C plus for the Flatbush Zombies. I feel like they could have done something a little more creative. And it's time that other than Bodega Bams, they started getting some more people in involved in their shit. I think you know it's it's they it, used it, it's to cool have to more. be so self sufficient and all that. Like, and you impressed me with you know an entire album where you guys did it on your own. But it's it's time to collab. Sure. And they had a song with Action Bronson that was really great. Yeah, yeah. And they were all up in that New York alternative scene for a while, the alternative hip-hop scene. And now, you know what it is, too, is that a lot of rap music that's released on the internet is kind of disposable. And then you get someone who's, like, really good at making those disposable tracks, and then you get him to put out an album, and it's like, all right, well, we don't want something disposable now. Now we want something that's, like, a real, like, like a, a full message. All right, so um, Mary and I now, we're going to face off. So Face off. New segment called Face Off. Um, so basically, Mary is going to try and impress me with music, and I'm going to try and impress her with music. Anything you want to say? Um, I'm the best. Sophie, any comments? All right. Well, <laughs> All right, so I'm really excited for this first track. This is a stumble upon, um, and I really love this artist, and this is... Do you want me to tell, say the track after? How should we? How should we? Let's do. This? We'll do a little bit of the song, and then. And then I can chit chat. Yeah. About it. Awesome. How did you see? How did you love? How do you remember me? Shadow man, shadow box dance in the dark, the meters resurrected, I need us at 
rapidly the caskets. Everything I ever loved, I lost the Yeah. So this is Shadow Man um, by No Name Gypsy. Uh, she's a Chicago local. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of her, most notably from the work that she did with Chance, the rapper. So she's featured on a, on one of our actually favorite tracks from Acid Rap. Yeah, it's definitely my, my favorite track, Lost. Yeah, Lost. I mean, we love that. That was definitely one of the tracks we, we played like crazy early on in our relationship. And I, I sort of... I think I sent it to you. I sent the YouTube video to you uh, when I was on a train back to Detroit. Yeah. And told you it made me think about you. Yeah, it was um, it was awesome. So Fatima Naima Warner, born uh, September 18th, 1991 in Bronzeville, neighborhood of Chicago, right around the corner from where we used to live. Sure. Um, she was originally a slam poet. Um, she was involved in U Media. So there's a really interesting thing that goes on in Chicago at the Harold Washington Library, and it's on the first floor. They have a full recording studio, like a, a TV like quality cameras, uh, instruments, all these different electronic programs. And you basically, as a kid, you can just go in there and use it. Yeah. And so that's how Chance met Saba and No Name Gypsy and a bunch of other people. And all of them continue to work together. She's super in the Chicago scene. And the thing I love about this is we were doing an episode, um, you know, our last episode was about SoundCloud rappers, you know, and, and the whole like you know movement of self-releasing and self-producing and this is off um you know her, her mixtape telephone and it was self-released this was a digital download and i think that but this is just to me like refreshing i love this line tell them put metro booming at my funeral it's so tight i mean it's it's such a departure from like from the kind of current SoundCloud scene, and this is about a year old, so I mean, almost two years old at this point. Shit. Yeah, you can tell though. Her and Chance were kind of like thinking the same thing in 2016. You know, yeah. like getting a little bit more soulful. Getting yeah, little... soul. This, I mean, this this to me is soul. And, and the rapping, the, the the lyrics in it are beautiful. I mean, I I, I could just walk you through the entire like genius breakdown of of how much how many layers and layers of meaning are in this but I mean she's a poet you I'd expect nothing less and I think this is just such a standout track yeah I agree I think it's uh it's great um alright so um I'm gonna play my song now let's do it uh, do it try to impress me Dave can you impress me I don't know if I'm gonna are you even impressive are you <laughs> can you even impress me Dave uh, where is it? <laughs> hey, you know what? We're just a couple of people hanging out. Oh, here it is, here kitchen. it is. Alright, there you go. This is my driving, driving through Bucktown, going five miles an hour jam. I just dance behind the steering wheel. No, it's just the same, man, by any means, when it comes to this game, yeah. Remember when you died of me? Now I'm ballin' like a lottery. And you know I keep allowing me. You get higher than a cloud with me. I be getting money usually. I ain't coming with the foolery. I do better when I'm doing me. 
All right, so this is Cousin Stiz. The song is called Doubted Me. First impressions. Cousin Stiz. Where does he get off being Cousin Stiz? Um, well, Cousin Stiz is... I don't know. It says he got the nickname from a childhood friend uh, when he was 12. I don't... That sounds about right, you know, when someone's named Cousin Stiz. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really love this, um, I really love this beat. It's super catchy. It's got, it's got some really good rhythm. But, you know, it's repetitive. Yeah, it's it's a banger, you know? Yeah, it's a banger, exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. To me, this, again, goes back to something like that. Is this, is this SoundCloud shit, or what, what, where does this come from? He is, I mean, at this point, I mean, SoundCloud rappers now outnumber people that are not SoundCloud rappers. For sure. I feel like they're just trying to make bangers. But yeah, and, and and they are making bangers, and, so, and some of them are great. Like, and I'll listen to this just like I cannot stop listening to um, fuck what's what one of the tracks from last that we did in the last episode, uh, famous Dex. Oh yeah, pick it up, yeah. Pick it up, pick it up. Ooh, but to, to me, this again, it's like part of making a banger is redundancy. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I I read an article. He said he he basically goes in the studio. With no idea what he's gonna do, he writes all the hooks on the spot. He gets pretty fucking high, and then he just freestyles until he comes up with something that's a hook. Shit, and that's only go. Yeah, um, he's from Boston, and there's I can only think of two rappers from Boston. No, actually three. Ben, I, okay, so you have Guru, the dude from uh, Gangstar, the the rapper. He was uh, he's from Boston, and then you have. Um, Benzino, the dude that got into a feud with Eminem, the guy that was like part owner of uh, what's that hip hop magazine? Not Double XL, The Source. He was, uh, yeah, fuck, I haven't heard anyone even talk about The Source in a minute. Yeah, because no one gives a shit about it. Also, fun fact: The Source was started by uh, two kids at Harvard. Try to keep that in mind when you uh, look at The Source and their awards. Try to think about that. Two kids at Harvard made this magazine yeah. about rap music. Sophie and having it. She's slamming her fist on the table. Uh, All right, I got my next track to impress you with. All right. So that paper's not for you. Soul. Drugs. If you haven't guessed the title of it by now. It's an acronym, but I'm not aware of it actually standing for anything. No, I think it's just a fun way of, of writing it. I mean, 
as doing our, our typical research, I'm going to see if there is actually like more to it, but um, this is also the 2016 track on his album, Do What Thou Wilt, but this uh, kind of popped up by chance um, on like a playlist radio, like after a playlist had ended and we were in the middle of bumblefuck Indiana getting lattes, because that's who we be now, mm-hmm. and uh, this came up, and again, like to me, this is a banger. It's epic. It's epically long. This is one of those like tracks that I actually can am really into. That's almost six minutes long. Like I listen to it from start to finish. This is what I'm bumping when I'm on the six. Yeah. But to myself, not to other. Yeah, you go headphones. I go headphones. I don't need moms that are listening to a song called Lena. That's basically, you know, singing about how I love drugs. I need I need people in our neighborhood to fear and respect me. I'm we're the new family on the block. And it's just like prison. You gotta find the biggest, baddest family and beat the shit out of them. Okay, you wanna know what? Drugs is totally an acronym. For what? So drugs refers to the acronym coined by Lupe Fiasco as an abbreviation for don't ruin us, God said. That's not an acronym. That's a fucking fake thing you made up. Don't ruin us, God said. So Absol compared himself to Lupe in 2014. I'm Lupe Fiasco on drugs. Hmm. Uh, and then basically, basically, like, I mean, the, the whole track is he loves drugs, but he also loves his family. Oh, cool. And maybe he loves drugs more than his family is basically the, hmm. the arch That's fair. of, of the story. I'd say most drug addicts would probably list their yeah, like, hierarchy. I love my mama, and I love my papa. I love drugs. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I think it's great. And of course, he's really playing to make it an epic with the whole like classical piano sample. And yeah, that's Absol style. I, I'm a big fan of Absol. I, I, I'd say he's one of my... I mean, obviously Kendrick's my favorite black hippie, but um, shit, like Absol might be my second favorite. I don't know. I mean, I go back and forth between him and Schoolboy Q. All right, so uh, moving along, since apparently we only have 19 minutes left to record. Hell yeah, let's do this. All right, so um, my next song here. um... So this is uh, called, um, let me see if I can pronounce this correctly, Naren's Tema 1 and 2 by Elvin Gromer. Who is Elvin Gromer? He is a Swedish man that looks like Post Malone. <laughs> He's 20, I, I'm looking at Wikipedia. The Wikipedia is in, in Swedish, so where it should say his age, it says 27R. Hell yeah. Born in Malmo, Sevirji. By Grorafi. This is all in Swedish. I can't read any of this. I don't know what he is. I don't know who he is. He's a musiker, a producer, and honestly, he's just a svenska in Sublingnar. You know? 
I don't know. And if you really want to know more about him, he's Schlappe Sin Forsta. <laughs> um, this came on Mir... See, this is... We actually... We were convinced this was German. I can't guess Swedish, though, you know what I mean? That's not a language. Ah, uh, the Beatles and the Alban Gromer. I fucking love this. And I, we don't know why we love it. I mean, we do. It's, this is gibberish language. This is perfect pop. Yeah, the, the Swedes know pop. Fucking ABBA, fucking, uh, what's that? Punk rocker, that song with Iggy Pop. Yeah. The Teddy uh, Bears. The Teddy Bears. Yeah, I mean, this is just really well-produced pop. It weirdly, like, uh, all of the instrumentals kind of start to remind me of Apex Twin for a second. It's just, like, a beautiful composition. But a little bit electronic, a little bit piece of just some really good shit in there. I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, but this is... And you don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, who knows? I probably don't. It's got, it's got a touch of Aphex Twin to me, like meets pop, meets just super clean production. Albin Gromer, here, that, that's him. I love it. I dig it. Yeah, Albin Gromer. Um, well, I can't tell if we have... I, I, I can't tell how much time we have to record. So, Well, you know what? This is an experimental episode. We're moving, we're grooving, we're shaking. Let's, let's hit my next we track, get, baby. We want to get it in under 45. Um, yeah, we want to make this easy listening. So, your next song... That's my next song. You got it. I feel like we both had a similar idea for these two songs. Well, so listen to this background of uh, who Flo Morrissey is. Yeah, hit me. She is the daughter of Helena Morrissey, a former CEO of Newton Investment Management, and Richard, a Buddhist monk and formal financial journalist. This makes me think of, like, Wild Country. We've been watching Wild Country. Oh, yeah. Those fucking dumb people in the 70s would have believed fucking anything. Dude, but they were, like, doctors and lawyers... I mean, that's, you gotta get the intellectuals in on your correct pop movement if you wanna be like a weird self-sustaining colony. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously they're all such charlatans, you know what I mean? These gurus, but... Bhagwan, Bhagwan would've loved this track. Is what, what exactly, I yeah, I guess that's what I'm thinking, right? It's in that milieu of like, is it spiritual or does it just rock, man? Who right. knows, flower power. To me, this is a perfect folk song. Folk? Uh, she considers herself to be a folk artist. 
I she wouldn't a, call this a She has a sexy fucking voice. Now, I want to fuck Matthew E. White, if I'm, I'm being completely honest. Yeah, you, you want to... Listen to this. Ooh, uh, let me put my chin on your shoulder. Oh, you, you like that husk? Like, yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love me a strong man, like the bounty man. <laughs> um, it's weird that they're British. It's weird when British people sing or talk with an American accent. Yeah, yeah, like when, when, when they take our shitty hippie movement. Hey, you guys had your own, you know? Yeah, you had your own shitty hippie movement. Right. And this is because of who her parents are, you know that she's a little bit of a... She's a cuckoo-doodle. Well, but she's like a... a she like likes her parents and likes their music. And you know what? I, I gotta... I, I want to say something right now. I don't put this on blast. Anybody in high school that is like, oh, I love Led Zeppelin, it's like, fuck you. you that's your parents played that for you and you just got into it. I didn't have the luxury of being able to enjoy my parents' music because my parents like fucking country music. I didn't have the luxury of really being able to enjoy my parents' music because they grew up in the Soviet Union and listened to some kind of weird uh, weird disco shit or some like Russian pop star. Like the only one that they got, her name was like Ala Pukachova and she's like still rocking it at like 72 for some reason. They like regime won't allow. You get one singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she does the version of the same song over and over again. Is that the One Million Roses lady? Million, the million, the million, alejros. We'll have to definitely do a Russian pop episode. For sure. <laughs> All right, so I have one last song left to play. And much like how you discovered drugs, um, 13, you're older. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, well, that's too personal. That's for another podcast. Um, this is my... this. Uh, this came up at the end of a playlist. I had uh, my buddy Dave Vagnetti was in the car, and I just finished playing the playlist for this episode, and Spotify decided, hey, this uh, is a song you might want to hear. It's off of Juicy J's 2016 album. Juicy J? Stroller on the 606 pedestrian walkway. Right on time. What I love about Juicy J is that this might be the first time that I've heard this song ever, but I already can sing along with him going right on time. You know what I mean? It's like I, I love the opportunity to sing along with the song before it's even ended. Yeah, yeah. Juicy J, much like, uh, you know, DMX was like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 if you didn't know a DMX song by the end of it, you're retarded. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're like, I mean, I can sing the whole song now. Up in here, up in. Okay, I got this. What are you? What are y'all gonna make me do? Lose my mind? Um, Juicy J. Uh, I so he's rejoined up with Three Six Mafia, which is something I'm just really happy to hear. Cause nobody makes ignorant rap music like Three Six Mafia. Amen. I mean, stay high. You know what I mean? Does it get any better than that? This is a fun track. This is not what I expected from Juicy J. This sort of goes in line with kind of like easy to digest bangers that really have been coming out lately. 
Yeah, and I'm trying to think who produced this. Let me see here. Time. Right, time. TM88 and I I, I I don't know who the fuck that is I don't know him either Brian Lamar Simmons yeah. he's from Atlanta let's see here oh no sorry yeah he's from Atlanta um, who's he produced for was Khalifa um, Young Sizzle ooh I love Young Sizzle yeah uh, I don't I don't know anything about this dude, but it looks like he's been around for a while. Let's see what... Pay me at the right time. But but shake at the right time. Oh, Don't you know what he did? You know time. what he did? Okay, he did. I like butts at the right time. I love butt stuff. Okay, tell me more. Exo Tour Life, that little Uzi for song. Yeah. All my friends are dead. That's that's TM88. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. Yeah, I mean, uh. I, I like it. I mean, I'll always love Juicy J. If you really want to get to know how um, how Juicy J's mind works, you should see his Nardwar interview because he literally cannot handle what Nardwar is doing. Nardwar is such a weirdo. I love it. He is a weirdo, but literally everyone plays ball with him from the most gangsterist rappers to the fucking, you know, weirdest, like, celebrity. Like, I, I've seen him play. Everyone plays ball with him from the distillers to the insane clown posse. You got him. Um, except for Juicy J. Oh, Juicy J doesn't? Juicy uh, J is like, man, what the hell is this guy doing? This guy's off the molly. You should post the link in it. Yeah. Um, Everyone should watch that then. Yeah, I've, it's, it's, it's maybe my favorite one. Um, I, when I watched it, I sent a message to my friend uh, Charlie Virgos, who's from Memphis, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Juicy J is crazy. They actually, in his, his parents' restaurant, got, Juicy J mentions it in a song. Shout out. Shout out to the Virgos family yeah, barbecue joint. It's called a rendezvous. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what was your favorite song from my playlist? Um, my favorite song. Which one impressed you with music? Um, you know, like none of them. I just don't like your taste. Oh, damn. oh no! I mean, you know, we both love the album Gromer, but I've got to say that uh, that. Cut the cousin Stiz track. I, I hadn't actually heard that one yet. That's where it was at for me. I'm probably gonna have to throw that on my six oh six playlist and play that quietly, and pretend that I'm listening to a podcast about motherhood while I wear yoga pants. All right. Um, which one was? Which one did you like? Uh, man, yours is a tough one. I gotta say, I mean, I'm gonna exclude. Look at what the light did now because I just imagine two people wearing like paisley and. Cowboy hats and it's a little too but also wild, Eastern wild religion country. shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. they're cowboys and they're from China. It makes no sense. Yeah, they're Buddhist cowboys. Yeah, they're Buddhist cowboys. I mean, they're just they're just Brits. They're just imitating our style. We did the same thing to them in the '60s, and now they've been doing it to us for a minute. Yeah, yeah, Brits get your own shit. Um, but man, I think I'm gonna go with No Name Gypsy. I mean, as much as I do love that drug song. It's like a little like uh, trodden territory, whereas right, like right. No Name Gypsy, I mean, I've never, okay, with the exception of one month in college where I really got into, um, what was that show on BET? It was on HBO, um, the Slam Poetry Show. What was that called? Uh, Death Poetry? Death Poetry, yeah. yeah. Outside of a month where I just binged on Death Poetry, I think Slam Poetry is obnoxious garbage. Man, I used to do so much slam poetry. I know, so did I. I mean, but I, I did it in a mocking way. It was like before I did comedy. I just, it was a mic. 
Oh, man. Do you know what I mean? I could go up and, 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 and just... You probably made me cry. You probably would have made me cry. Yeah, okay. people did not like what I did. One time I just had my friend drum on buckets. <laughs> uh, it was... Whatever. It can be anything, man. It's art. Sophie, no. Sophie, no. No, Sophie, no. Um, I'm going to... Yeah, okay. So, uh, plugs. You got anything to plug? Um, motherhood is great. I don't know. I'm going to be judging Campus 1871, a competition where a bunch of youths... Pitch, pitch ideas. Uh, will any of you show up to that? Probably not, but, you know, I'm still out there. I'm still doing my thing. <laughs> uh, no one's going to show up to my shit either, but uh, I'll plug it. I'm, uh, I'm on Chuck May 1st. That's Chicago Underground Comedy for all you plebs who don't know what that stands for. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Cream City Comedy Festival in Milwaukee uh, May 12th. For all you plebs who don't know where Cream City <laughs> is, that shit's in Milwaukee, son. You just said it. I... I Sorry. That's all right. I don't know. Why is it the cream city? Uh, I don't know. It's creamy. Like, it a lot city? of white people, milk. As soon as you get there, you just come in your pants. Yeah. Pe- pe- people who people who don't have dairy intolerance. Oh my god, their baseball logo is a... Get your spit! Ah! <laughs> it's the stupidest logo ever. Um, And then I had some comedy festival in Columbus. Whiskey Bear. I don't remember Whiskey when Bear. Is. Whiskey, it's a bear. Columbus, Ohio. The weekend after Cream City. Oh shit. I'm going to be all over this bitch in May. Um... Find Dave, and uh, you'll find me on the six oh six watching, walking my child, and uh, watching, watching life pass me by. Yeah. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Lake underscore Superior. Uh, Don't follow me on Twitter. I'm trying to become business professional. So, um, Sophie, any plugs? Uh, I want to eat, man. Man, I'm hungry. <laughs> Give me a boob, man. Uh, there's one other thing. Oh, listen to the Palm Pilots, my other podcast. Um, yeah, it's about porn. So if you're like, oh, I wish this, this had more references to tatas and yayas, that's, I think. Vaginas. The Sisterhood of the Yaya. What was that? The Yaya Sisterhood? Yeah, that's the Sister of the Traveling Pants or something. Isn't there one like the Yaya Sisterhood? I don't know, maybe. All right, well, whatever. Anyway, um, uh, so, because uh, on this day in music, a bunch of shit happened with the Beatles, uh, we're going to play what we have both agreed is the best Beatles song. Yep, yep. All right, see you later, you fucking. What'd you call him? Poofdus, that's like the boy. You poofta! <laughs> He's a poof! No pain! That's what it needs. Confession of his wife that she ate and donated to the National oh, Trust. Hey, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> what if he donated? It's the best part. By the way, Dave's topless right now. And I'm playing air guitar. Like a bitch. <laughs> Dave's a topless bitch. I need a fix cause I'm going down. Is that some real mystery science? Theater 3000 shit right now. Wait, wait for it. Alright, bye. Bye. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.